Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Getting to Know You. I'm your host, Jen Dawson, and today I'm honored to be joined by Dr. Beth Drolet. Dr. Drolet is a pediatric dermatologist and is the chair for the Department of Dermatology at the University of Wisconsin-Madison School of Medicine and Public Health. She's a founding member of PEDRA, and she's currently serving on PEDRA's board and is the chair of PEDRA's nominating committee. She's also one of the founding members and past presidents for the Hemangioma Investigator Group, past president for the Society for Pediatric Dermatology, and has published more than 150 peer-reviewed manuscripts. She leads one of the larger multi-site PEDRA studies for examining the molecular basis for vascular anomalies, and I'm so thrilled to be visiting with her today. Thanks so much for joining me, Dr. Drolet. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Dr. Jolet, could you just give everybody an overview of how you got started in pediatric dermatology and then um, how, why, why research for you? Uh, well, the, the story of how I got started uh, in pediatric dermatology was during medical school. So I was a medical student um, in Chicago and um, was so sure that I wanted to do pediatrics. And then I did my pediatric rotation and it just wasn't quite right. And most, mm. you know, maybe it was just the, the location where I did my rotation or the folks that I worked with that particular month. And so I decided to do um, an elective in pediatric dermatology and looked around and at my institution where I went to medical school, Loyola, they didn't have pediatric dermatology but they did it at Northwestern. And so I signed up for an elective. Uh, and my first day that I walked in as a medical student uh, who looked like they were like 10 years old, uh, <laughs> I met Dr. Amy Paller and Dr. Elaine Siegfried. So Amy was a brand new attending and Elaine um, was a visiting resident from Iowa. And within hours, I knew I wanted to be like those two ladies. They were both pregnant. They were both I, I, what I remember very pregnant. So like eight or nine months pregnant, you know, running around, um, taking care of babies, taking care of their family. And I was just like, yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that you were instantly connected to the two of them. I think that's mm -hmm. exciting. And I know that other members of PEDRA have had similar experiences with you when they've met you. And I think it's really cool that it's come full circle. So can you talk a little bit about um, your research focus and um, maybe how things have changed in your research over the last, you know, from when you got started to now and like where it's heading in the future? Yeah, so my journey has been, uh, I would say a straight one, but maybe, maybe a little bit slower. I uh, didn't think I wanted to do research. I really loved patient care. Okay. And as I got, you know, deeper into patient care, maybe two or three years after starting to be an attending, uh, I became frustrated uh, with some of the questions that I had about diseases or um, frustration, probably for me more with like treatments available for different conditions. Um, I had the great privilege of um, working with um, Dr. Nancy Esterly during both my residency and my fellowship and as my first practicing partner. Uh, so when I met with Amy and Elaine, they're like, if you want to do this, you got to go train with the best. And that was up in Milwaukee with Dr. Esterlitz. So uh, she had a lot of, um, I would say, questioning of dogma. And, and I, I can remember one moment when we were giving a child um, high dose prednisone for a hemangioma. 
And she said, you know, I wrote that paper back in 1968. I'm not so sure this is really a good drug, Beth. You got you to find something mm-hmm. better. And that really, you know, ever so slowly, I started to put my toe into research. And so I would do a case series of maybe complications with, from prednisone. Uh, and then I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll try a clinical trial where we test prednisone versus another drug. Um, and then it just sort of have been baby steps advancing into what I think, you know, very much, you know, translational, um, even some basic science research. Wow, that's really cool. And how amazing that you got to work alongside Dr. Esterly. That must have been so exciting. Yes, a, a thrill of, of, uh, of my career. Oh, I can imagine. I wish I had been able to meet her. Um, so what was it, what was the impetus for you in joining the team that founded PEDRA and got PEDRA off the ground? Like why, why was it important for you to, to put together a research collaborative? Yeah, well, you know, as you mentioned in the introduction, I was um, very much part of the Humangioma of Infancy um, study group. And uh, Alona Frieden and myself started that, I, I would guess maybe 10 years before PEDRA. And we really wanted to answer some questions about the frustration we had with really treatment for infantile hemangioma. And uh, Maria Garzon, um, Anita Hagstrom, who was a resident um, with me and then became a fellow with Alona and me and, and a whole group of other really important people started that group. And, and I do, I think that really was a little bit of the model that Amy and Larry had um, said, how great this you know, HIG group is doing. How can we expand that um, to psoriasis? And then they thought, mm. why are we thinking so small? Let's think big and create this group that um, could really provide that infrastructure for all the different specialty studies or research that we mm-hmm. could do dermatology. And so very early on, Larry and Amy, you know, had asked uh, Alona and I to, to really help and I think it was more like around the infrastructure and how, how, how do we do the laws and how did you guys do um, uh, accountability and, and publications and things like that. And so, um, yeah, I was sort of part of that original core group, which was really um, interesting to see. It was so much bigger than what we did with Pig. So at points I was like, okay. oh, this is so ambitious. <laughs> and I was always the one being like, smaller, 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 we got to keep it focused. But um, really Larry and Amy, you know, had that big picture, which, you know, I'm glad they did because they really executed on it over the years. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I know I, I wasn't part of the beginning, but as I've seen Peter grow just in the last five years that I've been a part of it, it's been so exciting. And I can really feel the the vision that you all had is like being carried through and realized mm-hmm. and there's, you know, more vision being realized. I don't, it's just really exciting to watch it all happening. Yeah. Um, you have had such an incredible career what advice do you have for um, people coming up and maybe teetering on the edge of whether or not they want to do research or trying to decide where they where their niche might be? Like, what kind of advice would you give? Yeah, um, so so many things, Jen. Uh, when, <laughs> but uh, one word sticks out in that question, and that is niche. And so, if anybody that's ever spent you know one minute talking to me will tell. <laughs> will tell you that, oh my gosh, she's going to make you have a niche. So I, I think it's really um, important uh, within the field to pick something that 
um, you really want to study, you want to be the expert in. Uh, initially, when you're starting out, it, I don't think it seems that important, but as mm. you by and maybe some of, you know, general pediatric dermatology gets a little bit mundane and you really want to, you know, be pushing the envelope. It's, it's great to have, um, that disease that, that maybe, you know, more about than any of your partners or even in the States or even nationally. Uh, and I think it adds a lot of efficiency to careers. So you can, you know, have your clinical practice, you can, you know, give your grand rounds at your hospital, but it's also your national presence. And so there's a lot of efficiencies in career development if, if you really focus on, on um, one disease and, and mm. take from all the way the clinical to the education to the research. Uh, so very important. Um, and I think to really think about, you know, who in your practice already has that, what's needed, but also nationally. Mm you know, oh, there's not really anybody doing this, you know, this could be something that, you know, I could do with Peds Durham, but it would cross over to dermatology or, you know, academy or SPD and PEDRA. So just thinking about um, that very intentionally and, and designing that, because it's like, we don't have that much that we can control, but that's one thing I think we can control and be really strategic about so yeah. that we don't get burned out and we can kind of be a little bit more efficient. So I think that's one thing. And then the second uh, thing, I think, you know, um, I guess research is a little bit of um, like baseball. So it's, it's perhaps a game of failure and mm. I think none of us are very used to. Mm. And um, certainly for me, I can remember, I had some really um, good early success, especially with grants, because it was easier to get grants when I started, but you know, I, I did really well for the first like four or five. And I remember, to this day, the, the one grant I didn't get, and I, I like could hardly go to work. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> look at me and they're going to know. And, and so I, you know, get up and go to work. And, you know, of course, nobody even knew or noticed. And it was kind of, it, I was like, well, that wasn't that bad. I actually, <laughs> nobody knows, you know, that I got a 34 on my NIH grant. So I think it's a little bit of a shift for us um, that, you know, we have been so successful in our medical careers and, you know, haven't had a lot of things where we, where we actually just fell flat, like got rejected, you know? And so just preparing for that and um, sort of embracing it and uh, just getting up again and, and doing it, doing it again. Um, and then the other concept is to, to do that pretty fast. And so if you have collaborations with, with other people or basic science and it's just not working out, like listen to your intuition and it is okay to fail fast. It's way better than failing slow. And so even, you know, even if you didn't finish that paper or you, you know, didn't finish that project and you feel all this guilt, like just say, no, I failed at it and here's why. And I'm just not going to think about it and move on to the other thing. Cause you're going to get there anyway. So that concept of you know, failure is okay, and um, failing fast um, is better than failing slow. I think that's amazing. I think that applies in so many areas of life. Like, don't be afraid to fail fast. Don't dwell on it and pick yourself up and move on. You've learned yeah. something, now take it forward. Right, right. And, and just kind of banging your head against the wall because you don't want to, you know, um, oh, I, you know, I really wanted to do that project. And right there's a reason it's not moving forward. And if you're not in control of that, then just, you know, just quit. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Well, I have one more question before I let you go. Um, is there anything um, like a personal hobby or um, a hidden talent you might have that you would want to share with our viewers? Wow. Um, it's funny. When you say hidden, I, I feel like um, there is nothing hidden about me. Everybody knows everything about me because <laughs> out there. Uh, I, I guess one thing uh, <laughs> oh, but on more than one occasion, I have been um, noted to dance just like Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to say, Jen, I do not see it. But when like more than one person has actually said that, there's got to be something to it. So. Oh my gosh. I love that. I think that's amazing. And definitely we're going to have to like make time for a Pedra dance party at the next <laughs> meeting just to make sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Drolet. It has been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you for all the hard work you have poured into Pedra and continue to do all the mentoring, all the leadership. Um, the whole network is so thankful. We so appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, Jenna. I, I think these sessions are a lot of fun and uh, you've just brought a lot of uh, life um, and kind of the glue of Petra. So we really appreciate you as well. Oh, I thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much to Dr. Jolet for joining me today on Getting to Know You. It was fantastic hearing about her great work and all that she's done in her career so far. Please be sure to tune in to more episodes of Getting to Know You in the Pedra app available for uh, iOS and Android devices. And be sure to check us out online at pedraresearch.org.